If you got your Bible, 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, begin reading in the 14th verse. Amen. What a powerful weekend we experienced here on a Monday. My Lord, God just moved. Amen. I was reminded of the scripture of when, when the temple was completed. Amen. The Bible says the cloud covered the tabernacle to where Moses could not even minister. And it just seemed like that's how it was Sunday. I thought if I even started to try to preach, I would mess up what God's doing. Amen. I'm thankful that we can find what channel God's working in. Praise God. And I don't want to waste my time on any other thing. I want to be where he's working and what he's wanting to do. Amen. Time is short. Life is short. Amen. I don't want to waste one moment. I want to redeem the time. Amen. Praise God. Now, my, just a special prayer tonight for, I just had a burden for this. I guess it was the first day they started this war thing that they've started. I found out that that president of Ukraine was a Jewish man. And it's like the Lord put a burden on me that day to pray for him. Amen. I'm telling you, I wouldn't want to be trying to kill that man. Amen. I still believe in this book. I've been praying, God, that's a child of Abraham. Pray that. I pray that you would open his eyes and let him see Jesus. Can you imagine what a revival would happen if they all just started seeing Jesus? Oh, hallelujah. You say, well, I don't know if that could happen. Well, you saw it one day. <laughs> he opened your eyes. He opened my eyes. Amen. So pray for them. Amen. Just pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen. I'm telling you, we're in the end times. I don't know if it's five minutes or 5,000 years. I don't know, but it's the end God's coming back. Amen. Some people are praying, Lord, come quickly, and I'm praying, God, slow down. I've got too many Bible studies to teach, and too many people to reach, and too many people to baptize in Jesus' name. Amen. So, y'all, don't be praying, Lord, come quickly. Be praying, God, open a door of utterance. God, open a door where I can speak to somebody about truth. Amen. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to change the future. I just want to do everything I can do for God. He said, occupy till I return. That it means sit and prop your feet up and look at the clock and say, I wonder when he's coming. Amen. But there was a vineyard that they were supposed to be working in. And that's what I, that's what I want everybody's spirit to be. In this church, amen, Lord, show us what to do, show us who to talk to, amen, open the doors for us, amen, well, that's not what I'm preaching about, but that's good preaching too, 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, in the 14th verse, the Bible said, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? 
And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. Everybody say, I'm the temple. Ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord, not the vice president of the Trinity, but this is the Lord Almighty. There's only one Almighty, or Almighty don't make sense. Amen. You can't have two Almighties. Amen. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. What about you? Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title about the event. Everybody say the event that separates us. Amen. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Amen. I want some prayer warriors to help me pray right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. God, you know the answer. God, you got the key to every locked door. Come on, why don't you join up with somebody around you right now if it's appropriate. Why don't you join your faith with their faith right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray miracles upon this house. I pray understanding would come upon this house. I pray wisdom would be in this house tonight. Uh, oh, we need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We need you. Come on, why don't everybody put your hands together for Jesus? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to preach simply the event that separates us. Amen. Everybody say there's an event. There's an event that separates us and causes us to be separate from the world. Separation is not just a word that we say. A lot of people say I'm separated or I'm living a separated life. I I, I don't believe that you can just say that you are something Amen. I believe there's actions that's got to follow. Amen. Separation is not just a word, but separation is events that happen, things that happen in your life. And I'm going to tell you, man, I know there's people in this house come from all different places and cultures and churches. There's people watching online. Amen. You don't realize how many people are watching and listening. Brother Daniel's got us on every feasible way you can get preaching out there he's got us out there amen people are notifying us telling us they're listening every day amen I believe our world is hungry for truth amen. I don't believe everybody wants to live for the devil not everybody wants to live a sinful life there are people that want to live for God 
Amen. Praise God. I'm thankful for it. So I'll preface that by saying that the repeating of a sinner's prayer does not separate you from the world. It does not give you a life of separation. But separation is an event. Separation is an experience. Amen. And that's what I want to focus on tonight with this church. I'm not going to preach anything that you don't know. Amen. But I'm going to pound it into you more than it's ever been pounded into you. Amen. Praise God. Thank the Lord. 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, in the first verse, I want to read four verses of Scripture about this event. The Bible says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant or just not understand what's going on, how that all our fathers were under the cloud. Everybody say, under the cloud. They were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Everybody say, through the sea. And they were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock, capital R, rock, that followed them. And that rock was Christ. Amen. What was following them in the wilderness was Jesus providing for his people a long time ago. God didn't just start providing for people today or yesterday. Amen. He's had a plan to be your provider from the first moment he called man out. Amen. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. The Hebrews who had some of them had been slaves all their lives. The, the nation of uh, the Jewish people had been in Egypt for 430 years. They had been beaten. They had been abused. They had their babies killed. And we know that at the Passover, they put the blood on the post and on the lintel of their house. Amen. Something had to die. The lamb had to die. Let me tell you something. When it comes to salvation, you don't want to leave one thing out. You should never say, will you quit preaching about this or that? What you ought to say is, if that book says that we need to do it, pastor, please preach the whole counsel of God well praise the Lord amen I pray that this church never gets the attitude of we want the easy way we want the right way forget the easy way give me the right way somebody said it's easier to do it right than do it over when it comes to your soul you can't do it over you get one opportunity to do this right. And if he said put the blood on the post and the lentil, bless God, I'm going to put it on the post and the lentil. Don't you think that's overboard? Don't you know if God says something, you better do it. Uh, I feel like preaching to this church. I said, I feel like preaching to the church tonight. Uh, 
We don't want the easy way. What a shame that churches have come to social clubs and nothing's preached against. And, and, they, and, and when somebody begins to preach uh, the true word of God, they think it's hate speech. You know what I call it? It's love speech. Amen. I could lie to you and take your offering and tithes. And that's what you call hate. Uh, to stand up there and take money and get your curls all done right and tell them you can live your blessed life. Just keep doing what you're doing. When he knows they ain't doing right, you don't love the people. I tell you what love is when somebody says, you gotta come out from among them. If you wanna be saved, you gotta come out. Come on, help me right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. The visible blood caused the death angel to pass over. Let me tell you, there's some angels you want them to pass over. Amen. When they're doling out judgment, you want that angel to just... Keep on going. Amen. There's a time I I, I need the angels to come help me. Uh, But then there's days I want them to keep on trucking. Amen. I want to pray every day. Uh, I want to live right. I want to do right. Uh, I don't want judgment to to come to my house. Uh, When judgment comes, uh, I want it to pass over my house. What's it going to take? I'm telling you what it's going to take, church. It's going to take something dying. Your flesh has got to die. He's got to see the blood. Come on, my heart. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Amen, you got to be careful when you start getting an attitude. Uh, Amen, start getting bitter and huffy and puffy and blah, blah, blah. You know what? That's proof that your flesh is alive and well. I don't want my flesh to be alive and well. I want to mortify the deeds of the body uh, every day of my life. You know what I pray every day? Lord, don't let me be myself today. Praise God. Y'all may not like that. Amen. You ought to be praying that too. Lord, don't let me wake up and be half boats, half Eddie today. Because if I am, somebody's going to hurt my feelings. And I'm going to soil up. Then I'm going to smart off to them. And if they want more, I'll give them more. But I can't be myself. And the the angel pass over. I got to. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Somebody's going to go to a new level before we leave this house. I'm preaching it to you right now. If you want doors to open in your life, let your flesh die. 
If you need a miracle in your life, just let your flesh die. If you need a financial miracle, let your flesh die. If you need a healing, Oh, come on, clap your hands to the Lord. And on this night, the firstborn in Egypt die. And the Hebrews are spared because they've been obedient to what the word of God told them to do. Amen. Before they get to this big event that I'm going to preach about, God's already working for them. Praise God. I said God is already working for them. In the stage of repentance, God is already working for them. Repentance is a great feeling. Well, praise God. There's just something that feels good about turning to God. And turning away from all your rowdy friends. Or whatever yours is. Hey Amen, that's a good feeling. And when you get repentant and you get obedient, you're heading for a big event. There is, hey man, you can't figure out the big event. It's just going to happen when you get obedient and repentant. Amen. So they are thrust out of Egypt. Amen. But it's not permanently yet. Because when Pharaoh begins to think for a little while, he says, why have I let them go? Let me tell you something. The devil does not want to let go of people if you think you can just tell him to get lost today and tomorrow he'll still be lost you ain't figured out this thing yet amen you're going to have to kick him every day until he gets sore when he gets tired of being kicked then you'll get a break for a while maybe amen but I just come to the door raising my hands and praise and Kicking the devil at the same time. Praise God. Can y'all multitask? You're going to have to learn how to multitask if you're going to live for God. You got to learn how to live in praise all day long. While you're stomping the devil all day. Oh, y'all think I'm crazy. I'm telling you how to live victorious. That'll get you off the roller coaster down today, up tomorrow, down today, up tomorrow. If you'll just start stomping the devil while you're praising God. God, you've been good to me. Uh, Help us, God. Thank you for truth, Lord. Amen. Pharaoh comes after him again. And then something happened while they were standing at the Red Sea. The Bible said that the wind began to blow all night long. Everybody say the wind started blowing. When the Lord began to deal with me about this message. It was like he just spoke in my ear these words. 
Not all wind is a storm. Not all wind is there to give you problems. I'm sure they were camped out or whatever they were beside the Red Sea and the wind was blowing hard all night long, messing up their tents and messing up their hair and blowing away their purses. I'm sure it was loud. I'm sure it was irritating. Amen. But all wind is not there to torment you. Some wind, it's God opening up a miracle for you. You know what you need to do when the wind starts blowing? Start looking for the miracle. When the confusion starts happening, start looking for a miracle. Well, praise God. There was a day called Pentecost when there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Oh, it was so loud. Praise God. Amen. I don't think they were worried about how loud it was when they realized what was happening. Praise God. Praise God. I don't think you would be worried about your little trial if you knew what God was doing. <laughs> I don't think you'd be worried about what the boss was saying if you knew what God was doing. I don't think what you'd be worried about the letter you got from the court if you knew what God was doing. <laughs> I don't think you'd be worried about what the doctor told you uh, if you knew uh, what God was doing. Uh, hey, uh, I'm telling you, in the middle of a trial, in the middle of confusion, uh, God works miracles. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Help us today, Lord. Hallelujah. And all night long the wind blows. Amen. But when the wind stops, and their eyes are open, they see that God has made a way for them. Well, it wouldn't have been bad if they'd have started cursing God all night long. Here we are. We did what you said, and now you sent a storm. Let me tell you, you better be careful, your spirit. Tell you what, to mess up your miracle faster than anything is your spirit getting wrong. You don't know what they said. You don't know how they looked at me. Oh, yeah, I do. Because they're looking at me right now the same way. <laughs> no. Amen. With love in their eyes. Praise God. You just don't know. Oh, yeah, I do know. I know that God works. I know God works in the furnace. I know God works in the den of lions. 
And I know God works in a 10-day prayer meeting. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in a moment, the Israelites walk across on dry ground. God opened a door in the storm for the Israelites. And they walk across on dry ground. And then God closes the door on the world. I'm telling you, the Lord dealt with me one time. He'll open doors for the church that he won't open for the world. Hey, don't, don't say because I'm little in business or, or I'm little in this or I'm just... I'm telling you, God can open up anything. Boy, I'm, I feel like preaching right now. I feel like preaching faith to this church that God can do anything. It was in a moment that this event happened. It was two parts. It's how the Apostle Paul described it. They passed under the cloud... And through the sea. Everybody say the cloud. And the sea. It was a cloud and a sea experience. That separated them. From Egypt. Praise God. They had to get on the other side of the cloud. Or the Egyptians would have killed them. They had to go through the sea. Or the sea and the Egyptians would have killed them. It took both parts. It was a two-part event that got them free. Well, I'm going to preach to you. It was a cloud and a sea event that separated them. And in a moment, they looked back and saw the Egyptians floating dead. And that was the moment that they realized God has separated us from Egypt. Well, praise God. It might have been in the works a long time ago. But there is an event that separated them when they realized I don't have to be scared anymore. I'm not going to get beat up anymore. I'm not in bondage anymore. I'm not a slave anymore. I'm telling you, it dawned on them when they walked through and turned around and looked. I am separated from Egypt. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now. In one moment, God takes them from an Egyptian kingdom to a godly kingdom. By two parts, by the cloud and the sea, they changed from an earthly kingdom to a 
godly kingdom. Well, hallelujah. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You know what Jesus was telling Nicodemus? Uh, just like they went through the cloud and through the sea, there's two parts that you're going to have to do if you want to get into the kingdom of God. <laughs> there is a baptism that is two parts uh, that you're going to have to do if you want to enter into the kingdom of God. It's not reading the sinner's prayer. It's not shaking my hand. It ain't filling out a card. It's two parts. And it's water and it is spirit. It is cloud and it is sea. In a world that says you don't have to do anything, I'm here to declare you got to have the water and you got to have the spirit. I rebuke every devil in hell that would lie to people and tell people it's not necessary. I'm telling you, it is necessary. We call it the new birth. Everybody say the new birth. The new birth, but there's two parts. The water and the spirit. And one won't get it done. I said one won't get it done. It takes both. Well, that's kind of harsh. No, that's kind of true. Jesus' name baptism is for the remission of your sins, which means the cancellation of the debt of your sins. Without being baptized in Jesus' name, you're going to get to pay for it. And you can't pay for it. And when you get both parts, When you get both parts, there is a literal separation from the person that you used to be. Well, hallelujah. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things went floating in the Red Sea. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The born again experience is literally a separation between the church and the world. What makes us different than everybody else is because we preach the whole gospel. Amen. Every church in this city 
tells you you can do whatever you want to do. There's some denominations that tell you you don't even have to be baptized. They all tell you you don't have to repent. They all tell you you don't have to have the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm going to stand flat-footed and preach to this church and everybody under the sound of my voice. If you haven't spoken tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance, if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, you still got to get separated. There's an event that's got to happen. Some people get hung up and they think separation means that you changed your wardrobe and that you got rid of your jewelry and that you got rid of all your honky-tonk friends. People think that's separation. Let me tell you, you got separated the day you got the Holy Ghost. Hey, I may go against your theology, but I'm going to preach the Bible tonight. Uh, The reason we do what we do is because we're separated. Amen. The reason I dress holy is because I'm separated. The reason I took the beech nut... And the Levi Garrett is because I'm separated. Boy, it's getting quieter. Are y'all all right? Is this okay? Is something happening? Is this okay? Amen. Well, praise the Lord. The reason my old cassette tapes that used to sing ungodly music got thrown out the window... Is because I got the Holy Ghost. Old thing. Let me. The one that wins souls is wise. And you cannot skin a fish. Well, you can't fillet them before you get them. Well, praise God. Well, hallelujah. I heard of a man that said, somebody came and visited the church, and he said, if you want to come back, this is what you're going to do. You're going to change this and this and this and this, and you're going to, or you can't come back to this church. He don't know what separation is. You can't be holy Without the Holy Ghost. The reason the law was a failure is because they didn't have the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Well, praise God. Boy, I had y'all shouting a while ago. Or sort of. At least moving a little bit. Let me tell you the separation that we need to be teaching people. This is the separation you need to be teaching to your neighbor. Not you need to change your 
clothing. Not, you need to stop that cussing. You know the separation you need to be teaching your neighbor? It's called repentance. Jesus name baptism. In filling of the Holy Ghost. Because I'm telling you, if they walk through the Red Sea on dry ground and they turn around and they see Egypt floating, they'll do whatever. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord right now. Now, when you cross through the Red Sea, and you come across on the other side. That's where God gave them the law on the mountain. Oh. Well, In the beginning it was just follow Moses. And when I separate you, then I'm going to teach you some things. But we want to teach everybody everything. While they're still in Egypt. And they're like. Amen. When somebody gets the Holy Ghost, you can start talking to them then. I'm saying you like third person. Let me go ahead and do it. Amen. First person, let me, I, do the preaching. Let me set the standards for the church. Let me preach. Hey, we'll be blessed and we'll see revival if we get a hold of this. But when you go through the Red Sea and all of a sudden you start looking at Babylonian garments, what didn't matter on the other side of the Red Sea all of a sudden, it will become a curse to you then. Well, for, I heard people say, well, God, he just sees the outside. He, he, he looks on the inside, he don't look on the outside. Haven't you ever read that scripture? I've read that scripture a thousand times. Amen, and you're taking it completely out of context. God was looking for a king, they're saying he's supposed to be tall. Or, and, and it said, God will pick whoever he wants. Yeah. He's looking for somebody with a heart to be a king. If you think that has anything to do with clothing, you're confused. Let me tell you, God cares about clothing. But when you're in Egypt, who gives a rip? When you're teaching a Bible study, who cares how they're dressed? When you're teaching them about the Holy Ghost, who cares if they got a 100-inch TV in front of them with whatever on it. That's not the point. We're trying to get them separated before we. Oh, help me, Jesus, right now. Praise God. So, years later, when they've already separated and God's already took them up on the mountain and taught them some things, and Achan says, I won't this Babylonian garment when they already been told don't touch a thing before they ever went in he said don't touch anything don't bring anything 
Well, he found a wedge of gold. It seems like people always trip up over money. He got up, he saw some gold and he saw a Babylonian garment. Could I say it like this? A Hollywood. The Babylonians were the Hollywood of the day. They were the trendsetters. They were the miniskirters. They were the split skirters. They were the low neckers. They were the high sleevers. And they seen a Babylonian garment. Nobody will know. It's it's just in my tent. Oh. Well, I just, I, I just wear them in the tent. Let me tell you, all of Israel was cursed from something not worn on Broadway. Boy, it's getting quiet in here now. Hey, Joshua started saying something ain't working right right now. We used to win battles, now we're losing battles. Let me tell you, when you start losing when you used to win, it ain't the church, it ain't the pastor, it ain't the keyboard player. We love our keyboard players. We love them all. Joshua started looking. We're fixing to figure out what, what, what wisdom that is. When you start losing, start looking. What's going on around here that I used to win every day and now I'm losing every day? I used to be blessed and now I'm not blessed. Well, God ran out of money. Too many people got the Holy Ghost and to spread it too far. No. When God shuts off the valve, you need to find Aiken. He didn't know who it was, but he knew how to start looking. We're going to figure out where the sin in the camp is. is Y'all don't get nervous now. Praise God. Because I ain't going to do it like Joshua did. I'm going to preach the gospel. Amen. I done been praying, God, if I preach it and somebody don't do it, don't let me be cursed. Don't mess up my blessing. If I preach it and I live it, well, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. I don't want anybody else's curses. Praise God. I, I done got rid of my Bocephus a long time ago. Well, hallelujah. I had to come up with a new name. Well, I got some more names too. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. When I got the Holy Ghost, I dumped Mark Martin too. The Arkansas boy. I said, Mark, I can't watch you go round and round on Sundays no more. I got the Holy Ghost. I don't care if you win or you lose. I don't care if you're on the pole or you end up on the wall. I'm separated. Do you you understand what I'm preaching? Do you understand that 
what, what I would call godly dress is not you being ultra separated. That you being sanctified is what that is. <laughs> Separation happened. Boy, I feel like I'm going against a brick wall right now. Why does the Bible say come out from among them and be separate? I want you over here. And then when you get here, then I want you to quit touching stuff. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. I'm just trying to impart a little wisdom right now. I want to win a bunch of souls. I, I, I want everybody in this building to be teaching a Bible study to somebody. But before you can be turned loose, I guess you'd call it, teaching a Bible study, you need to get it in your spirit what your job is. My job is to help people go from an earthly kingdom to a godly kingdom. Well, <laughs> praise God. Boy, I feel like the mad butcher right now. Praise God. I, I, I just, I want people to fall in love with people. Praise God. Praise God. Don't, don't put unnecessary rules upon people. You know what the Jews were trying to do? They were trying to put the law on the Gentiles after they got the Holy Ghost. They're saying to go to our synagogue, you got to do everything that Abraham was taught, the law Moses taught not. And Paul's like, come on. Did you get the Holy Ghost by getting a red heifer and putting her on an altar? Or did you get the Holy Ghost by believing what that preacher said that night and going to the altar and throwing your hands up and letting tears come down and you started speaking in tongues? I, I'm, I want this to be a revival church. And I, I, don't, even know, I don't know who I'm preaching to. Maybe I, I, I'm preaching to everybody in this house right now. God, help us to be wise. God, teach us. Show us, God. Help us to be soul winners. Amen. I was listening to Brother Holmes preach the other day. I'm talking about this woman come to come to the church and and um, she didn't have the Holy Ghost and she said she wanted to sing in the choir and uh, he said you know what that'd be a good place for you to get the Holy Ghost is singing in the choir yeah. praise God and some people would say <gasps> you let that Praise God. We're not letting George Strait lead worship service. I hope you know that. Well, we, we have rules and stuff. Amen. But I don't think we need to be so rule-oriented that we can't win somebody. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. 
The law didn't work, but you know what did work? The preaching of Jesus Christ worked. The teaching, if you... If you're willing to walk across the Red Sea, you're going to be the happiest person. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I'm, I'm rambling, but I'm, I can't stop. This is what some people say about certain churches when they feel like they're getting what, you know, what Pentecost used the word loose. They say they've lost their separation. Well, they may have lost some standards, but where you lose that is you lost the Holy Ghost. Well, hallelujah. Because when you walk through the cloud every day, you're not going to backslide. When you get a prayer life and you say, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in the Spirit Every day of my life. You won't be fighting against standards. You, you know what I want? I want God's glory to fall upon this house. The Lord gave me this thought the other day. You read all Exodus and it's talking about all this stuff in detail. How to build this altar and how to build this and how to build that. Did you notice some of it was out of beaten work? <laughs> Amen. Amen. There's, there's vessels in the house that are handcrafted and some of them are just beaten. Praise God. But anyway, yeah, you'll get that later maybe. But it goes into detail about all the different parts of the tabernacle and then it gets down to the very end and it, there's a chapter where it just like paraphrases everything he did. He built the altar and he built the laver and he built the candlesticks and the table of showbread and he lit the lights and he put the covering on the tabernacle. Do you know there was as much detail in the covering as there was probably in any piece of furniture. Well, just let that sink in a little while. Layers. Praise God. But anyway, that's it. I'll preach that later. But when it gets to the end and it says, and he was done. Or no. And he finished. And when he finished, the cloud came over did you know that you are the temple I've heard this preached all my life the altar represented the altar the labor represented that water the ark of the covenant represented you're going to get the Holy Ghost but the Bible said and I believe all that but the Bible said you're the temple You're the temple, which means you got to have an altar in your life. And you got to have a labor where you clean your hands every day. And you got to have some incense where you're giving God praise every day. 
And you gotta have, you gotta have a covering around you that's acceptable to God. Hang on, it gets even better than this. And you gotta have a mercy seat. You gotta have a mercy seat where people can come and get mercy. Well, they did me wrong. Bless God, I'll never forget. Well, you'll never be finished. Well, I'll do all that other stuff, but I ain't into all that covering. Well, you'll never be finished. But when you read all the parts and it says he did it and he finished. And then the glory fell. Praise God. Does anybody want the glory to fall on them? Could anybody tonight take a little more Holy Ghost? I'm done, but I'm not done. Would anybody tonight want the Holy Ghost to fall on you so powerfully that you couldn't even minister anymore? You couldn't talk anymore. You couldn't stand upright anymore. If you want it, Come on. You don't want it? Go home. If you want it, I want you to come to this front and I don't in your mind say, Lord, if there's anything. If there's anything that's missing, God, show it to me right now. Come on, God's about to take somebody to a new level. The glory of God is going to fall upon people in this place who will become a finished work, a completed work. Some of you are one mercy seat away from a miracle. Some of you are one altar away from a miracle. Some of you are one more hallelujah away from a miracle. Some of you. There's some people one wardrobe change and you're going to get a miracle. Come on. Come on, I feel the power right now. I feel the confirmation in the spirit. As many as can come to the front, come as close as you can. Come on, it's miracle time. The cloud of the spirit is going to descend upon people. Come on. Come on, talk to God right now, travail. Come on, look for what's missing. Come on, look for the missing piece. God, give it to me.